Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Yelich! He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Get up! Love, love, and Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast, affiliated with Wisconsin Sports Heroics. I'm your host, Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can find my writing by following reviewing the Brew and Wisconsin Sports Heroics on Twitter. Joining me, as always, is my cheesehead loving buddy, Trevor. He is the host of the Packers Trilogy Podcast. You can find him at Twitter or on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Well, the prime away for a recap pod here the night before the NFL draft. So make sure you're checking out our Packers Trilogy podcast for some content coming up on that. We are here to talk Brewers baseball here today. Before we get into that, how are you doing today, Trevor? I, I'm doing okay. It's been a hard couple days now that Corbin Burns' ERA is over one, but I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. Uh, rough series. Definitely needed better than this, but Brewers take care of business against the Padres and the Cubs, it's not the absolute end of the world that they only take one from the Marlins. So overall, I hate losing series, but it's better to lose this one than the last two, in my opinion. Right, now what the two series they've lost this year have been to the Pirates and then the Marlins, which Marlins are actually playing some good... Yeah, (laughs) Marlins are playing some good baseball coming into this game. So they got off to a really slow start and have been turning it up as of late, which... Let's get into some of that action here quick. Game one was an 8-0 loss in which for the first time all season, Corbin Burns' day did not go as planned. In his shortest outing, Burns went five innings and struck out nine batters, did not allow a walk, which is important because he is two strikeouts away from tying the MLB record now for strikeouts in a row without allowing a walk. That makes 51 the record that was set by... Kenley Jansen, and in fact, Burns will have a chance to make history against Kenley Jansen in the Dodgers in his next start, so that will be worth paying attention to. As for his game against the Marlins, they pushed across one run in the fourth, so with Jesus Aguilar on first base and two outs, Aguilar took off on contact, and a sliding Billy McKinney failed to come up with a spectacular play in left field. He did knock the ball down, but it allowed Aguilar to score. Two innings later, Burns gave up five straight hits that included two doubles to Marlins batter. This essentially chased him from the game. Drew Rasmussen had to come in relief. And at that point, things were getting ugly for the Brewers because later in the game, Phil Bickford pitched. Yeah, my favorite player, Phil Bickford. He struggled mightily. The crowd was actually getting into it just because he was doing so bad and the Brewers were getting pounded. And people wanted to see Phil Bickford get out of the inning. So fans were cheering him on. The offense failed to play any runs, but they did have plenty of traffic as the game went along. 
but a lot of it, they uh, ended up hitting into some inning-ending double plays. In fact, three of them in the first three innings all ended with double plays. They bounced into four double plays throughout the duration of the game. Game two was a 5-4 to four W, and that was a roller coaster game. Lots of back-and-forth action. The game started off with Chaz Chisholm beating out a routine grounder. And that was hit right at Luis Rios, completely his fault. Got too lazy, lackadaisal. Then he stole second base and then advanced to third on a ground out by Rojas, and then Jesus Aguilar brought him in afterwards. That combination of Chisholm and Aguilar was just a thorn in the Brewers' side this game, even though Chisholm would leave game two a little bit early with an injury. Brewers did counter in the second. They had back-to-back jacks from Adrian Hauser and Tyrone Taylor. Yes, Adrian Hauser, a pitcher who rakes as the first home run by a pitcher since Madison Bumgarner in 2019. The Fish ended up tying the game in the fourth. Jesus Aguilar, there's that name again. Former Brewer had a solo homer. And then the Brewers reclaimed the lead thanks to a Tyrone Taylor RBI ground out in the bottom of the inning. And as I said, roller coaster fashion, the Marlins countered again. This time in the fifth inning, they scored on uh, Adrian Hauser wild pitch. So we're tied at 3-3. Three to three. And then the Brewers said, hey, I'm just going to take the lead right back. In the bottom of the inning, they... They scored, there was a tri- triple by Kesson Hira, and then a full count RBI double by Luis Urias. Tyrone Taylor added an insurance run in the sixth inning for his third RBI of the night. And thankfully he did, because from there the Brewers were able to hold on, but just barely. The Marlins claimed a run back in the seventh, and then a, the lethal combination of Fireheisen, Williams, and Hader all put up zeros, and Brewers held on to win game two, which led us to the rubber match. Brewers have played in a lot of these here. They've come out on top throughout most of the season, but unable to against the Marlins here. In this one, they lose game three, six to two. It was, you didn't know who the starter was going to be until the day before. Zach Godley ends up making the start, pitched three innings, struggled with command, gave up five walks and three earned runs. A really, really strange pitcher's interference call in the second inning with Isan Diaz, yeah, the former Brewer prospect, running to first base, who is essentially in the infield grass and had no chance at beating out a little dribbler that was hit right back to Zach Godley along the first baseline. Um, Godley just casually flips the ball over to first. You think, all right, got him out. And for some reason, that was called pitcher's interference, even though Diaz, like I said, was essentially running in the infield grass. They didn't even collide. I I didn't think there was even a chance that they would. So really, really strange play. Brewers' only two runs came in the third inning, which Colton Wong hit a two-run homer to tie the game. And after that, four consecutive runs between the fourth and fifth innings was a difference in this game. In which, in which was essentially a bullpen day for the Brewers. They are unable to get a win in really a game I did not expect them to as they dropped the series two games to three. So as I said, the series did not go our way or as planned. Is there anything you wanted to add about this series? Not really. No, I I really do not have much of anything to add. I know your, your favorite player, Phil Bickford, is back up and pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers, so... I mean, when you love someone, Tyler, it's got to be nice to see him back on the mound. (laughs) There is strictly a hate-hate relationship between (laughs) me and Phil Bickford. Let's get that straight. And he was actually sent down right after his shithole performance again. So I don't know why we hold on to him. I don't know. (laughs) One of those things I'm not going to understand. I get it, his bullpen arm, but gosh, he's just so terrible. Oh. (laughs) 
I did find it interesting, this series, though, if we kind of go in, in chronological order, like thinking back to the Corbin Burns start, everyone was just completely all over Billy McKinney in that game because he tried to make a spectacular grab. He went sliding, more, not really a dive, like a slide. And, you know, there's a runner on first base. I think there might even been two outs at that time and doesn't come up with the catch knocks the ball down and doesn't get behind him. It kind of scoots off to the side of him, but allows Jesus Aguilar to score from first base, which we know Aguilar doesn't have great wheels. And McKinney was in left field. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, my God, like that's an earned run against Corbin Burns. Make it an air. Make it an air. Like, what was he doing? Well, diving grabs are not airs. You can criticize him for he shouldn't have been as aggressive but I think it kind of shows this notion that, as fans, we are just so protective of Corbin Burns's stats because we want him to do well and be in Cy Young contention. So, are you kind of along the same boat that we're we're in that I'm thinking here, or what were your thoughts on all that? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a single pitch of Rose baseball, so I'm not exactly sure of the play. Generally, Tyler, you know this. I am all for giving more errors. Because I think a lot of times there are hits that are not hits. But if a player is diving for the baseball and misses the catch, it is not an error. Like you said, that is not an error. And just, okay, fan, we all know, is short for fanatic. So in that, you cannot be or likely will not be rational, right? Because that's not what fans are. We're not rational people. I am definitely not a rational person. But I did not see this play. Billy McKinney's trying to make a play. That's what you want players to do, no matter what sport it is. If you go and play conservative all the time, you're never going to win. You're never going to do anything good. And he's just trying to go out there and make a play and help his team. It didn't happen. One, get over it. And two, Corbin Burns is going to be fine. He has a 1.53 ERA. He's going to be fine. He's been great this year. He had nine strikeouts in this one. He's going to be fine. Get over it. Stop being dramatic. And let's just move on. Is a player trying to make a play. He missed it. And if you would have caught it, you would have been like, oh, my God, that was amazing. But he didn't. So now you're all up in your feelings and, and can't handle that a player, a baseball player, is trying to make a baseball play. And now you're upset because – Oh, Corbin Burns, his ERA is above one now. I was joking about it earlier, but get over it. It's fine. Corbin Burns is a great player. He will be fine. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think the the heart, passion to kind of go out and make those plays is something you want. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but when Billy McKinney made that spectacular play in the Padres series, which... I think, coincidentally enough, that was a Corbin Burns start, too, wasn't it? Saved him of some runs there. Yeah, it was. And there was uh, an old adage that some of the Yankees fans out there were a little salty because Billy McKinney used to be a Yankee, and they're like, man, I wish we had a player that played with that much heart because <laughs> Yankee players don't. And th- th- yeah, I think that's there for that's the money. Yeah, exactly. You want players like that out there. And I know people aren't mad at Billy McKinney or like, oh, send him down. Like people are still with Keston. But 
<laughs> he was just trying to make a play, and I, I think we're just all really conscious of every earned run that goes against Burns. That's just the point we're at at this this time. Some other key standouts from this series, Tyrone Taylor is becoming a dude. 5-12 this series, had a homer, three RBIs in one game that came in the win. Granted, there was a couple games against lefties where he got the start, but got a start against a right-handed pitcher as well. He entered camp in the best shape of his life, totally changed his physical appearance around, added lots of lots of muscle. So what are your thoughts on Tyrone Taylor here? Is he? I know he has options remaining. Is this someone you'd like to, to see up here, or, or where are you looking at in this outfield range? Because I know we talked about Corey Ray last time, but since then he's been shuttled back and forth due to all these revolving doors and injuries that are going on. Yeah, I mean... If you put up stat lines like that, you're going to stay on the ball club, right? <laughs> Do that enough, you got a starting position. I, I mean, you have, as you mentioned, you've had, you have these injuries. I, I think you got to ride a guy like that when these injuries are going on, and and you have some question marks. You know, JBJ hasn't quite figured it out. All that stuff. Um, McKinney at the plate is not anything special, and. Tyrod Taylor comes out here and performs and you know you would expect that that means that he's going to get some more playing time at least in the interim while Christian Yelich is still out Avi Garcia is not playing particularly well one of nine with two K's in this one so you'd think he's going to start getting some more opportunities and if he gets anything close to what he did in this series that's a that's a big win while Christian Yelich is out yeah I for sure agree. I, I would have wished we would have gotten a longer look at Ray. I know I tweeted something out about it. I was like, wow, didn't realize his big league appearance was going to last like two days. And everyone's like, ah, you know, he sucks. And I'm like, come on, man. Show some faith in the prospect. We hyped him up last time. So, <laughs> but now obviously with, you know, Pena went to the IL. He has a toe fracture there. He's hoping to just spend 10 days on it because, you know, it's, it's Manny Pena, and he's a badass. And then Daniel Robertson's on the aisle with a concussion, so he'll continue to get shuttled around, especially if all these just insane injuries keep continuing here. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of contributions from players that you know you wouldn't have expected occurring at this time, and there are some that you know you wish would do more. <laughs> I think I look to this series here. They the Brewers brought up Pablo Reyes to kind of play as a utility infielder, did not have a good series at all. And it makes me wonder, like, when on earth are we ever going to see D-Strange Gordon? Like, watching Chaz Chisholm from the Marlins this series beat out a routine grounder. He stole second base for the first two games in a row. And he is an impact player on the base paths. And I'm like, huh, if only the Brewers had someone like that in the organization. Oh, wait, they do. It's D. Strange Gordon. And where is he? So I'm getting frustrated with that part. Yeah, I was kind of wondering the same thing. But, hey, that's why I always end the podcast with Justin Stearns. True, true. Although, do you think – I mean, I'm guessing call-ups are kind of a – it's a manager and a – president of baseball operations decision right like Craig Council gets a say in who comes up and who stays down as well so do we have to switch it to trust and counsel no I think (laughs) David Stearns gets the final call (laughs) fair fair all right well that was a lot of negative talk there so let's switch over to an MVP for the series we got to find something good to take out of this series loss 
So MVP. Who do you got? So there's a player I want to say, and I think I said him last week, I think. And I'm just going to go for it. Colton Wong, four of eight, two RBIs, a home run. I mean, Tyrone Taylor had a better line, I guess. Not quite as good of a batting average, but three RBIs with a home run, a little under 500. But I stress this important this importance of Colton Wong when he came back for that Cubs series, and he's continued it. This is, I think this is just very important to get, especially when you don't have Christian Yelich in the lineup, to have a hot hitter that you can trust. And right now, that guy's Colton Wong. Tomorrow, I don't know if Tyron Taylor can do it. Colton Wong, I trust, can continue this. So I'm going to give him MVP again because I think he deserves it. Obviously, honorable mention, Tyron Taylor. And I didn't, like I said before, I said this already, um, I did not watch these games, unfortunately. So I don't know how he actually pitched. But I'm going to give another honorable mention to Drew Rasmussen. Two innings pitched, just one walk, three strikeouts. Let's start getting him back. Let's let's get him to the level because I thought Rasmussen was going to be that seventh inning guy. JP obviously has kind of taken that role and run with it. But adding another guy that you can start to trust again and, and all that stuff to have another high leverage guy in Drew Rasmussen, that could be huge. So I definitely wanted to shout him out as well. Yeah, I appreciate that shutout from Rasmussen. You know, unfortunately, the only reasons he was pitching is because the Brewers were getting spanked a couple times here this series. Uh, but like you said, they're trying to get him back on track, and good to see him throw a couple scoreless innings here this series. For me, yeah, I agree. It was between Wong and Taylor, and I didn't know which way I was going to go. But I'm going to agree with you and Colton Wong. I talked about the importance of like an impact player at the leadoff hitter. Well, Colton Wong had a stretch of four straight games leading off a game with a base hit. That was obviously snapped in the finale here, unfortunately. But he can get on base. I think that's especially early in games when the Brewers are doing all their damage. He's going to play a big part of that going forward here. And, yeah, there's a lot of value in what he provides in that regard. What about series dud? Who do you got? So before I get there, I actually, I think if Keston did not strike out four of his eight times, he would have been on this contention too. Three of eight, a double, a triple. Yeah, he doesn't get the production in terms of RBIs, but that three for eight, you're going to take that. I just still would like to see those strikeouts down. Obviously, that continues to be a struggle. For the dud, I, I'm i going to pick on this guy because we just talked about it. I want someone else up to try this role, and that's Reyes. One of nine with two strikeouts. I don't know. There's a guy, his first name is three letters, but it really is pronounced by one letter, and it's D. That That guy, it might be time. Might be time. So maybe Craig Council slash David Stearns deserves this, but I'm going to give it to Reyes just because I want to see D. Strange Gordon up. Wow. Without planning, we are on the exact same wavelengths here today. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I did it kind of the similar reasons, more so because like, dude, this was your series. You started every game. Like you needed to go out and get some hits and show something. And yeah, nothing. Nothing there. Yeah, he made contact, only two strikeouts, but still. 
would like to see a little bit more there. And it got me thinking more about D Strange Gordon too, because obviously at first I was like, oh, he's going to be delayed getting here because he has to clear intake testing and, you know, whatever. But I don't really know how that protocol works. Like if he has to quarantine during the intake testing, like that's 10 to 14 days without any baseball activities. Again, this is just a speculation. He was released from the Reds camp earlier in spring training. I don't have that exact date on there, but there's a good chance he could have went, you know, a solid three to four weeks without any baseball activities or live pitching. So maybe it's a matter of he's just trying to get some at-bats under his belt here at the alternative training sites and, and work his way back up. That, that's really the only other thing I can think of. All right. Well, maybe we'll see him in the Dodgers series here. Who knows? This Brewers lineup is is like ever-changing. That's for sure. Uh, but this is a big series coming up here. We have four games against the Dodgers Thursday through Sunday. We'll have pitching matchup-wise, we have Bauer versus Lauer on Thursday. That's a fun little rhyme there. That's probably as fun as that game's going to be with a little <laughs> rhyme. Friday, we have May versus Peralta. Saturday, Urias versus Woodruff. And Sunday, Bueller versus Burns. This is a very good Dodgers pitching staff, at least entering play today. They have the third lowest team ERA at 3.04. For reference, the Brewers who have been really good are at 3.46. They are the seventh best there. So what are you looking for in this Dodgers series? I mean, I guess I got to go with the offense. We need some offense in this series because you just mentioned it. This pitching staff is good. That means... And our pitching staff has been not quite as good, but pretty damn good. So our offense needs to step up in this series. Obviously, the Eric Lauer thing scares me, but Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns can hold their own. And if they hold their own, that means our offense needs to step up. Because holding their own doesn't mean going seven innings each with no earned runs, right? You know, if they can go that five to six with one to two earned runs each, you feel pretty comfortable handing that over to your bullpen and figuring it out. But that still means this offense needs to score runs. And against this pitching staff is not going to be easy, but that's what they need to do. So that's what I'm going to be watching in this four-game set if I'm watching because the NFL draft is on. <laughs> well, that's, oh, yeah, that does go all weekend. Damn it. Damn well, you and your yeah. NFLness. <laughs> <laughs> Through Saturday, and it, I promise it will be on the TV as long as it's live. Well, good thing I know you have two TVs in your household, so no excuses. I have three, but because I pay for cable because streaming sounds like a nightmare to stream games nowadays. So I have cable, but for some reason they lock me in my own house. Even though I have cable, I only have one cable box. They lock me from being able to stream Fox Sports or sorry, Bally Sports Wisconsin on the streaming side, so I don't really understand it, but it, if I can have both of them up watching it, I will, Tyler, if that makes you feel better. That makes me feel better, yep. <laughs> because if we if we lose this series, I might, I'm going to need a shoulder to cry on, because I hate the freaking Dodgers. <laughs> and you better I think, be close to Ansel, because I know your wife isn't going to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, my my wife has no sympathy for my, my sports pain, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that might be because she's like little sister to Wisconsin sports. Yeah. Fucking Ooh, Chicago. Chicago Bears, yeah. Except little. the Hawks. 
Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> care about hockey, so. <laughs> but well, yeah, I don't I, care about her Chicago sports. <laughs> me either. Uh, but I do think offense is going to play a role. Obviously, Avi Garcia needs to get going here at some point. He was 0 for 23 at one point. Finally got a hit this series. So it'd be good to see him. He really had been, I don't want to say the catalyst, but the steady player up until these last like two series. He's just fallen off a cliff here. It's going to be interesting to see if this pitching staff can go toe-to-toe because with obviously with a very good pitching staff, they have a really good offense as well. Justin Turner, who the Brewers almost signed this offseason, is the, the leader. Yeah, reportedly. Well, I mean, he was calling David Stern Sternsy. I think that's pretty tight. <laughs> I mean, don't you think? <laughs> but he's off to a good start. 341 average to start the year. Six home runs, 20 RBIs. That leads the Dodgers there in all those categories. Is it is it bad? Even though I know he's a good player, I just hate him. I, I hate him. What was that? The 2018 NLCS? I've hated him since that moment. And... I was excited as a fan to get a good player, but I was also like petrified that it was Justin Turner. So I am like, it's like a good news, bad news situation when he didn't sign with the Brewers. Is that your most hated Dodger? Can we get in that discussion? Justin Turner? Ooh. Yeah, he, yeah, probably, probably. Hmm. There's a there's a big long list to choose from. It's not like I hate Chris Taylor as the person. I just hate him for freaking making that diving catch in the NLCS that robbed the Brewers of lots of runs. That was annoying. Like, come on, bro. I'm really I'm really not a Bellinger fan. In fact, I think he might even be injured leading up to the series here, so we probably won't see him. I respect the hell out of Mookie Betts, and he's gonna be just be a complete pest this series. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to that whatsoever. I don't really like Max Muncy. Eh, I hate him. Draws a lot of walks. So I think that's actually going to be something interesting to watch, especially when Corbin Burns starts, because Max Muncy has drawn 25 walks this year, which is just absolutely insane. And Corbin Burns is going to be going for the strikeouts record before allowing a walk. And he has, if he has to face Max Muncy, he might not even swing. <laughs> <laughs> that that might just be how it goes. I don't know. So we're, we're talking about most hate Dodgers. I think it's Justin Turner for me, but the only thing that comes close to me, and this is me as a fan not being rational like I was talking about Billy McKinney earlier. Yeah, um, Cody Bellinger is a piece of shit because Christian Yelich deserved that MVP. Oh, I 100% agree. And yes, Bellinger is on the IL, so I don't think we're going to see him. So Good. Don't yeah. want to see his face. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> we won't see Corey Knabel either, unfortunately. He had a tricep strain, so he's on the IL. I, oh, on, I actually, the, on the very short list of Dodger players I love. Yeah, right? That might be the only <laughs> it, one. It's one. It's one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, you personally are a fan of Trevor Bauer, but I hate the fact he oh, went to the yeah. Dodgers. That pisses me off. Yeah, I, I am a fan of Trevor Bauer, but yeah, that like go to the fucking Yankees if you wanted money, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because the Yankees still won't win. <laughs> They'll find a way to choke. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If any Brewer 
hits a home run off Trevor Bauer, I fully expect them to do what Tatis Jr. did and just cover their eye as they're rounding all the bases. Because <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I doubt that. That anyone will hit a home run off him or that we'd actually do it? They would actually do that. <sighs> we'll see. I don't know. I'd like to see Vogelbach do it just because, like, Bauer, you're not going to pick a fight against Vogelbach. He'll eat you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, that was a lot of non-intelligent talk about the Dodgers, but we all hate them. So we're going to call it a wrap at that. Hopefully I'm not. It rubs off on me. Yeah. You rub off on me. Hopefully I am not crying on the recap pod against the Dodgers here. This is literally going to make or break my weekend. So we'll see how all that goes. We'll be back to recap that. That podcast will be coming out on Monday. Like I said, make sure to check out the Packers Trilogy podcast. We mentioned the NFL draft. So hopefully the Packers pick someone good. We'll see how all that goes. And we'll be here to recap it for you. So we will talk to you later, Brewer fans. Trust in Goody. Oh, I mean Stearns. (laughs) 